to the Broad Oak Potty Podcast. I'm sitting here with voice actor Ron Davidson. Are you is referring to the fact that I had a brief audiobook career for our last podcast? Is it brief? I thought you were getting ready to do a career switch. Oh, we had such positive feedback from you reading uh, one of the greatest works of fiction ever put out. And is and also, I mean, listeners should know that is the most you've ever read of Tolkien right there live. And also we're being sued for copyright issues now, so <clears throat> thank you for that. Hmm. Yeah. So well, if you're willing to donate, if you're willing to send money in for legal fees, that would be much appreciated. Hmm. We did get some comments on the audiobook style sound. Uh, we we got a lot of comments on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, At least one. Uh, <clears throat> or two. Okay. One of them may have been a young child. But, um, you know, th- there was also the 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 thought that maybe uh, Joey was right after all. And, uh, uh, I just, well, I mean, that, I goes, just had to say, that goes without saying. I want to encourage the listener to, to listen to that podcast because I was contrasting the enlargements of our minds versus all of the things we take in in the world. And I mean, what my takeaway was is that reading Tolkien enlarges the mind. It does. That, yeah, that was my... It does. Versus... Um, the film <clears throat> versus just the film. Yeah, I mean, you didn't play a clip from the film. You well, that recorded would, yourself that reading. Be, yeah. That would <laughs> we would be being sued for that. <laughs> oh man! Well, mm-hmm. here we are. It's Christmas time. If you celebrate, Merry such Christmas! A thing, it's December. It is December. You're wearing a very Christmassy sweater. I, uh, we're talking about my attire again. We've well, I mean, it does come. Years. I mean, there's literal snowflakes on it. Well, Which is interesting because your your nickname up is Snowflake, right? <laughs> Listen, do we need to start this episode <laughs> over? I mean, this is just we're. Uh, you carry us in. Some, we're, it is it's Christmas time. Some listeners just want to go back to Ryan reading Tolkien. Well, that's pretty much what they want. That uh, well is if that's the only way we can get you to read Tolkien, <laughs> then I can get behind that. Oh man! So here's a question for us. And it's actually a question that someone suggested we talk about, but but, but just thoughts on... Can you, move, can you move your mic closer, by the way? I'm sorry. Are we, is this being recorded? It is being recorded. Okay. I keep looking at the uh, now that's better. Should we start over? I think we're good as long as you speak into the mic. Huh. Okay. Hmm. So a question that we've gotten is just the question of Christmas. And from a parenting perspective, how do we think about the whole gift giving thing at hmm. Christmas? And, you know, is should we give gifts? Should we not? Is the best way to train our children, you know, not to become, you know... Consumeristic. Consumeristic <clears throat> is just to deny them gifts. You know, how, how should we think about that? That's a question we've got before yeah. us. So, thoughts on that? How do we begin? Should we begin to answer it by what... I, or should we talk at all about what we do, or are we I just... I think so. Okay. I, 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 think, I think at least as long as we don't spend too much time talking about this one because this is another topic in and of itself, is how should we think about Christmas at all? Yeah. Should we think that every Christmas, every Christian must practice or observe Christmas? Mm-hmm. Um, how do we think about that? Yeah. Is, quote-unquote, Jesus the really the reason for the season? You know, those kinds mm-hmm. of things. Because I think sometimes what hinges, 
the, the argument for Christian parents hinges on what you do with what Christmas is. Yeah. Right. Um, Which so, is the, yeah, that's the, that's the maybe biggest question behind the other questions. Yes. Um, but, yes. I mean, you and I would both say that Christmas is a, it's a cultural holiday, so there is freedom on whether or not a Christian wants to celebrate it in the way that perhaps you see it celebrated in society. Correct. Or not. Correct. Right? There's, there like, for the Christmas season, my church, and we've not done this in the past, but I'm preaching a, a short series um, that are just more, it's reflections on Christ. Uh, we took a break from our, uh, we've been going through the Gospel of Mark, but... In, and we're sitting in a church building right now that's decorated with Christmas decoration, but we're not necessarily obligated to do any of that yeah, morally I think, as Christians. Uh, right. I think that the moral obligation is cr- upon us as Christians is to gather every Lord's Day, mm-hmm. right? And we've talked before in previous episodes about the regulative principle of worship. I think it would be wrong for us to make what happens in public worship on the Sundays in December, uh, Christmassy in a way that we start doing things that are not prescribed in Scripture, yeah. right, and what we do and the elements of worship. So from that vantage point, we're free to have a sermon series on the doctrine of the Incarnation, mm-hmm. Christ becoming, you know, flesh, um, putting on flesh, assuming flesh. Um, we're free to sing hymns and and songs that have to do with that theme or not. Mm -hmm. What I don't think we're free to do is to do certain things in worship that are not prescribed in scripture, you know? Um, and so that's, that's the issue, um, for public worship, but then Christian families are free to decide to focus on the incarnation Mm -hmm. for the month of December. Some people call it the season of Advent Mm -hmm. Our our more, uh, church calendar year liturgical friend like anglicans for instance mm-hmm. you know it's part of the church calendar yep um that by tradition over the last 1500 years or so has come into play some more reformed churches don't necessarily focus on the church calendar they focus on the biblical calendar of one day and seven right so i think there's freedom there there's yep. a liberty of conscience there which we lean into a lot christian liberty correct. there's a lot of things that fall into the category of christian liberty correct right? so I, I guess we could say this a Christian, provided that they are, in my opinion, following the regulative principle of worship in public worship on Sundays. Or, yeah, it, it as is, much as they have control of that co- as correct, the listener. Correct, yeah, as yeah. the listener, right? A, a, a Christian could be in in a good place, could be spiritually uh, walking in the way that they should by observing Christmas um, on their own Monday through Saturday— and likewise, a Christian could be in a good place by not doing that. There's not a requirement yeah. to do it. There's also not a requirement not to do it. And by yeah. it, I just mean thinking about the coming of Christ. Yeah. Uh, decorations in your home. Yeah. G- giving gifts to yeah. people. Uh, these are things that you are free to do. Yeah. And we both do those things. Yes. Right. So, yes. I mean, I, like our... Uh, a lot of my neighborhood, in fact, it's it's neat to say. I mean, there's the lights that go up. We've got Christmas trees and decorating Christmas trees, and you know, my family gives presents. And uh, well, your watch. house looks like National Lampoons. Like just, uh, yeah, that's exactly right. Lights everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we go all out. Huh. Yeah, the electric bill during the month of December is about seven thousand dollars a month, wow. and so wow. totally worth it. Wow. Um, but uh, 
but we you know we give gifts and we we do I we watch some holiday movies yeah. or I was talking I was telling you this before we recorded one of the things that we do is go to Christmas Town and walk around and look at all the lights and and I do love that in some regard I, Bush Gardens is a case in point there are um, parts of Bush Gardens not all the part but there are parts of Bush Gardens that uh, recognize that um, Christ is the central peace <laughs> as it relates to what society is thinking about yeah. around Christmas time and so you know there there's uh, I am glad for where that exists um, you know it's it's certainly less about that in our society than it is about Christ in our society but I think as Christians being able to um, enjoy and celebrate and engage in these festivities and and not to um, shield your children from those things even if it's noble could in my opinion is a better idea than not yeah. but you Christians know, are free to do either right <clears throat> we, we we've uh, we've had kids now almost 18 years um, my wife and I and so we you know earlier on we sought to make a big deal about Christmas because Christmas seemed like one of those two times, you know, Christmas and Easter, big times to really yeah, sure. focus on discipleship and those kinds of things. But, you know, as our convictions began to uh, change a little bit regarding, you know, public worship and how every Sunday really is a holiday, and we've talked about that yeah. before, every Sabbath, every mm-hmm. Lord's Day is a holiday, it freed us to not feel like we had to make the most of Christmas devotions because that was one of two times a year where you could really, no, 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 we... We Talk live about the incarnation any any time exactly, yeah. and so it freed us to just enjoy, yeah. you know, certain aspects that relate to Christ at Christmas, and then just certain things where you know you're you're out, you see lights. One person who decorates their house may be an atheist, mm-hmm. but there are lights on their house, yeah. which again is interesting, isn't yeah, it? it is but you can enjoy those lights, yeah. and so we're free to not feel like we have to make so much of something that the Bible doesn't actually prescribe yeah. for us to make. I think sometimes something we out. just way overcomplicate it, yeah, and overthink it on that, yeah. yeah. But you know, I think on the the opposite extreme, there might be some listening to this who say, "No, I, I don't want to celebrate Christmas." Uh, maybe they've sort of done some research, maybe good research or not good research, depending on how they've undertaken it, where Christmas has become sort of the idea, oh, it's a it's a pagan thing, we shouldn't, you know, I'm not going to give gifts, I'm not going to do anything like that. Um, and of course, they're free to do that. Mm-hmm. Christmas is not prescribed mm-hmm. for practice in Scripture. Yeah. It does have a history in the history of the church, but mm-hmm. that's tradition. It's not, it's not biblical yeah. man, biblically mandated. But what about the thought that you know, let's say a family has two or three kids and they think I'm not, we don't want to give gifts to our kids. How might we counsel someone? I mean, of course they're free to do that, but you know, in my own home, we've wrestled over the years with, well, if all the grandparents are giving them gifts, you know, they're going to think that it's all about gift giving only, uh, or they're going to become consumeristic. And you know, where we've gotten is we don't want to take the joy away from others Mm -hmm. in giving our children gifts, but we've also learned over time through trial and error that it's actually probably going to be better for us to train our children how to receive gifts in our home when they're young versus keeping all gifts away from them. Mm -hmm. And then they go out into the world and we expect that they are not going to be consumeristic when we haven't ever actually trained them. There's been no training ground to do that. You know, aside from that is also the fact that all their friends are getting gifts. So when a five-year-old sees all their friends getting it's wildly gifts, isolating, and they don't get any because the answer is, <laughs> Jesus. well, Jesus. Yeah. Um, 
I like to take the opposite approach. I want to give gifts because of Jesus. Yeah, and and yeah, I think yeah. and I think we can we can do that in a way that's not okay. We choose to take this time to love one another, and Jesus is a gift mm-hmm. sent, you know, um, into the world. And we don't have to give gifts. In fact, we have to be careful that the gift giving thing doesn't replace what Christ prescribes for us to do. But for a young child, there can be a lot of instruction when, even if it's simple, it doesn't have to be a lot of money, when there's good gift-giving and joy that abounds in a yeah. home, you know, um, not to the exclusion of, you know, worshiping on the Lord's Day. You know, last year, Christmas Day was on Sunday. You know, our church met. Mm-hmm. Some churches said, we're going to cancel because it's Christmas and it's yeah. about Jesus. It's and a good it, a it, good practical example of it really being out of balance. Things, right. The, uh, you're not prioritizing the right things. Right. Let's prioritize yeah. weekly worship, not yeah. just make it about the incarnation mm-hmm. only, but then let's see how we can capitalize on Monday through Saturday yeah. celebration and moments of joy. Yeah. You know, there's also the idea that families can develop some good traditions. Mm-hmm. You know, that can be sweet that children can remember that mm-hmm. if we choose to use them and harness them well, can be wonderful discipleship moments. Yeah. They don't replace the public ordinary means of grace, preaching, prayer, and sacraments. But they are opportunities that we can capitalize on. Yeah. Right? Thoughts on that? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I agree. It's, I think, for those that may be concerned that they're cultivating some sort of consumeristic mentality in their children, I, you know, I would just say very practically consider, again, you're free to celebrate or free not to, but I would consider, um, like, there, there's ways to address that very at a very basic level, like just regularly converse with your children, you know, talk to your children, talk about receiving gifts in gratitude and thankfulness to God and thankfulness to the person that gave you the gift. Um, you know, one of the things that we do before we open presents on Christmas is we um, we read a, a short book that helps us to think about why Jesus came. And, um, you know, and why the incarnation matters. And again, these are things we're talking about with our kids, regardless of Christmas. And so Mm -hmm. it's not, okay, well, we'll revisit why Christ came next December. It's no, we're talking, this is the comings and goings of our lives. And this is also what we're hearing on the Lord's Day every single week. So there's no new, new information. It's a constant conversation that's taking place about Christ his person and his work and what that means for us. But practically speaking, before we get to the presence and things, we read and we thank God for Christ and we pray. And so we try to do things like that, again, very practically that set the tone. And uh, and kids are going to ebb and flow, or not ebb and flow, but they're going to be at varying, varying stages of maturity as it relates to um, you know, if you're a three-year-old, if the big dominant thing for them on Christmas morning is the present and not so much your intentionality behind, well, let's let's talk about this, mm-hmm. um, That don't freak out about that. Like, they're going to grow in maturity, and they're going to grow in, as you're diligent in doing that. You know, yeah. if, if you as a parent think that you've got to spend an hour um, before the kids open, you know, the kids are there, the presents are there and you're spending an hour having to go through something, you know, maybe you feel that pressure because 
the rest of the year you're not spending time Correct. cultivating those things with yeah. your children. And I, so, I mean, I think that's that's a point where for us, we've just increasingly gotten to the point where there it's almost like there's two separate things. You know, mm-hmm. we may have uh, well last year again. You know, the focus it was on a Sunday, so we we focused on Lord's Day worship. I think our family actually opened presents on Christmas Eve. So that, yeah, the day so, that, so that Sunday mm-hmm. wasn't about gifts. It was, hey, we're we're going to worship, yeah. right? Um, you know, but I think we can, when you have a pattern of family worship, you can continue that pattern. Yeah. And there can be opportunities for gift giving that may or may not be overtly pointed to mm. Christmas as it relates to the incarnation. Yeah. You know, it can be. There's freedom there. Yeah. Um, well, even the rest of the year, right? Your child's birthday. Yeah. Yeah. I, like there's, there's so many opportunities where you're trying to, yeah. in, in some ways, help them be receivers of gifts because everybody likes to get a gift like that. You know, that's a, a, a nice thing. Um, but you're, you're having to help shepherd the heart of the child to, uh, be thankful to God and to not be, um, uh, to not allow them to get to a place where, greed takes root or entitlement takes yep. like this I must have my happiness hinges on yes. you know my happiness hinges on this this is discipleship stuff that again it's not just taking place at December yeah. it's taking place around the clock it's yeah. it's uh, the job of the parent to help shepherd the heart so that the child can uh, you know by nature they are going to be covetous they I, are going to be greedy because that's what we are by nature right and so speaking to them in such a way uh, regularly, again, you're not trying to. Oh, it's Christmas now. We've got to cram for the test. You know, you just like yeah. you're cramming for a test, right? You're not cramming for a test. What's the rhythm of your home? 365 days of the year. What are you talking about? 365 days of the year in your local church. What are you hearing preached? What are you engaging with that's shaping your heart and that's shaping the again the heart of your child? Um, 52, you know, Sundays out of the year. Um, and so when, when you have that sort of rhythm, as you were saying, it becomes less of, of, uh, Christmas and the cultural festivities have to be tied every jot and tittle to something spirit, to something spiritual. And the reason that's the case is because the aroma of your house is saturated with the gospel. Yeah. And I think there's also a secondary benefit to, you know, the giving of gifts, and that is you, you're training your children how to receive gifts. Yeah. You know, because there there, there, there could be this, you know, you, you, a person just believes that gifts are, you know, wrong to give, and so they, you know, they don't do that, and then a, a, a person grows up, and they don't really know how to be a good receiver of things, mm-hmm. how to express thanksgiving, right? Thank yeah. you for this. Thank you for thinking of me. Yeah. Thank you for realizing that this is something that I would like, right? And, and these kinds of things, it's just part of general manners yeah. that, that people need to learn. Now, you know, in our home, our children have never, uh, from us, have never thought that Santa Claus, you know, or Father Christmas or someone else was bringing gifts. We we take the position that that's, that might be part of the cultural you know, narrative out there and that you can watch a movie where there's a figure called Santa Claus or something. But our kids knew from a very early age, there was no such thing as Santa Claus Mm -hmm. um, because we just didn't feel like we could lie to them. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I, you know, I I would challenge parents who really get into gift giving to be clear about, you know, I I just didn't want to spend a lot of years of my children's lives trying to convince them that something was real that wasn't real. Mine is I sp- I'm the one that spent the money. 
on the gift. There is that as well. So right. you're getting. Thank me. Right. Not thank some me. Imagine, not some. Right. <laughs> thank me. Yeah. Um, so I think I think I think that's important to work through. Yeah. yeah. We you know, we have freedom. But if no, you if no. you if you really spend a lot of time trying to convince your children that there are Easter bunnies, yeah. Santa Claus, Tooth Fairy, like you just need to be. If you want to practice those things, it can you know you, you've got to consider at what point is the line crossing from I'm yeah, lying to right. my child. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, now you you guys only give your children gifts. Here we like, go. It's like like frankincense and myrrh, and like you take the regulative principle thing into the no, home, and it's not. just frankincense myrrh stuff, right? No, we I, do not. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I I think we're free to practice Christmas Monday through Saturday. Mm-hmm. We are. Free in our worship, provided we're following the regulative principle, to have themes that are sung and preached related to the doctrine of the incarnation. We are free to give gifts. In fact, there might be goodness in that. And from a parenting perspective, there's probably a challenge. You want me to sit closer to the mic yeah. again, don't you? I was you? trying not to say it again. It just. Mm. Okay. Mm. You know, we're free to do that. And if we choose not to give gifts, we need to consider what the ramifications are and what we might be missing out on in yeah, the training of our children good. and what messages we're sending to yeah. them, right? No, that's good. Now, here, here's maybe a final question as we wrap up. Are you team real Christmas tree or team fake Christmas tree? This is important. In the Davidson house, mm-hmm. we always have a real Christmas tree. That's in the Tomlinson house as well. Now, do you go cut the tree down? Or do you just purchase the tree? You're going to get all the environmentalists okay. coming after. We're going to get sued by everybody. Um, you cut down three trees no. and just take one. And no, leave no, the other no, two no, no. We uh, go to. We have typically gone to a place where the trees are already cut down. Yeah. You pick it out. It's a big deal. Yeah, we get it. We make a big deal about it. The week after yeah. Thanksgiving, right? We watch a movie, fire in the fireplace, decorate. Yeah, you know. we do those things too. Um, so again, good, cher- good cherished memories. That, the, they know, are for and, us and for our kids, and even that is something that we can say, you know, having a Christmas tree is just part of celebrating. We don't have to make it overtly about Christ so that there is any kind of idolatry related yeah, to it. Yeah. It's just a, it's just a decoration. Yeah. You know, just a decoration. So, yeah. Well, well, it's been good to be back in yes, studio with absolutely. you. Absolutely. Face um, to face. Yeah. I was glad you were willing to, um, like get, get together. I mean, I know it's, there's been a lot of, uh, you've just been avoiding me. And so I was glad that we, no, I've just been so busy together. with requests yeah. to read audiobooks. Like, I think yeah. I have a career in that. I, yes, yeah. I mean, according to the 1.5 people that have told me that. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's. Um, I, th- I think you should consider that, hmm. certainly. I think you should definitely consider that. Um, well, we're, we will attempt to record another podcast this month with both of us. Maybe or maybe not. But if not, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And we will, Lord willing, uh, be back soon.